Welcome, 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 and thank you for tuning in to the Zion Temple podcast under the leadership of Pastor Vince Holmes. Here at Zion Temple Community Church, we are powerfully driven to dream bigger, pray bigger, and work hard to experience the many blessings God has for our church and the community we serve. We pray these messages increase your faith to live the abundant life. Amen. The overwhelming, reckless love of God. Truth is, I don't deserve it. (laughs) But Lord, you still keep coming. Coming after me. His pursuit of us is never ending. What an awesome, awesome, awesome God we serve. And I am honored to serve him. I want to thank and, um, yeah, thank and recognize those who came out yesterday, those who spread the word about our uh, partnership with LA Care, Los Angeles Department of Health, and serving the community and being able to offer uh, free vaccines and COVID testing, we were able to serve over 120 people um, yesterday with a combination of, yeah, you go ahead. Combination of COVID shots as well as vaccinations. And so um, I always think about it because we hear the news and stuff and we forget that there is some good in the hood. Amen. There is good in the hood. Put that, put that in your chat. Good in the hood. There's good in the hood. And it turns out that we are doing more during this pandemic as far as the community is concerned concerned, than we did before the pandemic. And so with that, um, our visibility in the community has increased. Our relationship with individuals in the community has increased. And with that also, our cost has increased. You would would think with everything shut down that we would have a decline in cost, right? Um, But because we are here more often, um, our lights are on more. We're we're burning more energy. We um, gas for rentals and transporting food has increased. The sanctuary now looks more like a uh, warehouse than it does a a sanctuary. But we thank God for that. There's been the investment in sound equipment. And um, today you have heard (laughs) the challenges that we're having, just like everyone else, due to um, the spread of the Omicron. I'm going to get back to that. But we've had to invest in sound equipment as a church. Here's what the church had to do. We had to catch up to the rest of the world. So we had to get cameras and um, new microphones and find a whole new way of doing things. Get a refurbished, redo our sound booth. We had to build a sound booth. Actually, it wasn't refurbished. came from, from scratch up with partially of a donation uh, from a brother named Chad. But all of that has happened. And we thank God that he has supplied the need for that to happen. One thing that has decreased lately is your giving. It just has. And I get it, especially when my wife and I um, 
somehow on our day days we always end up going to Costco to get get things and we go in for a few items and it never fails two things never fails one we get more than we anticipated in going in that's one thing and the second thing lately she'll say wow this has increased in its cost so your money is buying you're spending more money to buy less it's inflation and so even with the church we're having more and it's getting us less but i want to challenge you because i know that the natural reaction to our money spreading um not being able to spread as far is to not give as much I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Trust me. But I, I want you to challenge you. I want to challenge you that as we recognize that it all belongs to God and that He is our source, I want to challenge those who were who were tithing before, those who were giving before, to continue to give and trust God. Trust God because it's He that supplies our needs. I want to challenge you. Maybe, maybe you've done like me. I'm going to give. I'm going to tithe, and so I, I know how much we're going to give or tithe, and and, and uh, in our house sometimes we set aside. We haven't we've written the check to tithe. <laughs> I don't know. You have never done this, but you set it to the side. You don't put it in just in case. Y'all, 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 y'all get that? What what you say, honey? That, that was years ago. It, I'm, not, I'm not saying when. It just, it just happened. You set it aside just in case your, your money don't add up. Right? I want to challenge you to trust God and to give. You can partner with us by giving in a few ways as we um, make a difference in the community in which we serve. You can do it by text. By texting the word power. To 73256. That's all. Just text the word power to 73256 and you'll get a drop down and you'll be able to give into the various areas of ministry. You can do it the old fashioned way and mail it in here at Zion Temple at 1315 East Vernon Avenue in the city of Los Angeles. Oh, I'm going to say five ways. Um, so you can text it, text power to 73256. You can mail it in if you're outside. You can zail it by using the email address of ztccla at gmail.com and these should be appearing on your screen um, using the email address of ztccla at gmail.com there's also another link a secure link that you can give to which should be appearing on your screen and then fourthly for those of you who are here in the sanctuary that you can give there will be a basket set up right there you just drop it in just drop it in. We're not passing a plate or anything like that. Just drop it in. And so those are the ways that, that you can give. And I trust that you would accept the challenge and watch God work. And then I want to hear the testimonies of how you found that when you gave that God still supplied your needs according to his riches and glory. Would you do that? And if you would, and if you would just say, if you would accept the challenge, maybe it's not here, but you accept the challenge to give, just to give, to trust God. That's the challenge, really. 
a challenge of trusting God. If you would accept that, just type in the word trust. Type in the word trust. If you would accept that challenge to trust God. Let's pray. As we get ready to open the word of God, Lord, I thank you. I praise you for who you are. And Lord, I ask that you might be glorified in what is said in all that we do. And God, I ask that you might use this sinful man to declare a holy word. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As we continue um, in our series, Back to the Future, I want to talk a little bit today. If I were entitled, I would title it, It's Not About You, But It Is About You. It's not about you, but it is about you. All over the nation, beginning January 1st, probably to the end of the month, churches all over the nation are, are engaging in a 21-day fast or um, a Daniel fast or however you want to, whatever you want to call it. And I'm going to talk to you about that because we're engaging in the fast. Ours is only 14 days. So for those of you who want a shorter fast, you can, you can come with us. Um, a 14-day fast, and we've entitled it Intimacy, Intimacy with God. Intimacy with God, with your family, and with each other. And as we're, we're talking about that, I keep thinking about fasting, and, and what happens is it sort of becomes a habit because everybody's doing it. Even the world fast. I see stuff on, on television all the time about a, a fast to cleanse your body, a, a fast to um, center yourself. All kind of fasting is happening in, in the world and even in the church. But I want to ask the question of a why and how. Two questions. Why and how are you fasting? Is it just out of habit? Or because everyone else is doing it. Run with me to Isaiah 58 because they were having a challenge because fasting is a biblical principle. A time in which we, we, we give up things to come before the Lord. We focus on him and his will for us. Um, and we're going to look at some things about fasting today that I want you to apply on this 14 day journey that we're going on. And first of all, in Isaiah uh, 58, in the first two verses, and I'm just going to summarize here, we're going to um, begin at verse 3. We're going to read there. But in the first two verses of Isaiah 58, 58, Lord tells the prophet, hey, I want you to declare this word, and I don't want you to spare it. I want you to say it basically just as I give it to you. And then by the time we get to verse 3, they're asking a question. Now, how many of you, just, just be truthful, you ever felt like, well, why, why am I fasting? And that's what Israel had come to, to a point. They said, look, why are we fasting? Why are we making these sacrifices and nothing's changed? Mm. You ever felt that way? Why, 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 why am I doing all this and nothing has changed? Well, well, God deals with Israel when he talks about why they have fasted. Let's read Verse chapter 58, we're just going to look at, mm, let's look at, read verses 3 through 6 real quickly. 
The answer says, why have we fasted, they say, and you've not seen it, talking to God. Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Wow, there's a challenge right there. You can't keep doing what you're doing and expect your voice to be heard on high. Now, let me stop right there because put a pin in right there. We're going to continue right there. Because in the first few verses, when when God um, addresses them about their fast, he says, what you're doing is on the outside, you appear to be doing everything right. And on the outside, he says that you, you, you appear to be seeking me daily. You appear to delight in my ways, to, to know my way. You appear uh, to be a righteous people. In verse 2, he says, you, you see, yet you seek me daily, you, de, you uh, delight to know my ways and as a nation that did righteousness and didn't forsake the ordinance of God. He says, on the outside, you, you, you appear like this is what you really want. This is what you're really doing. You're basically going through the motions. I, I believe that much before the pandemic, that some, in some ways we were just going through the motions. And what God has done in these last couple of years is just stripped away a whole lot of stuff, stripped away our access to each other, stripped away our access to um, other things so that all we have left really was him. Forced us into his presence, forced us. I know for me, God, God forced me, literally forced me to stay home more. Right. That's how the Rona Resort was born, for those of you who know, who know me. Um. Because I had to be home. Not that home was a bad thing. But I, I was forced. I was forced to spend more time with God. And anybody, when you look back over these last two years, you can say that you've begun to spend more time with God. More time quiet simply because you had more time. And so God says, hey, you appear to have it all together. You appear that you, you want me, but, and you're asking the question, you're asking the question of why do we fast and nothing's happening? Well, he says because you're, you're fasting for the wrong motives. See, here it goes. He says, um, what? In verse three, he says, you ask why do we fast and you've not seen any changes? He says, we, we, you ask why we've humbled ourselves and you've not noticed. And God says to them, yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please. He tells me they're exploiting the workers. They're exploiting. Maybe you don't have people who are working for you. But let me ask you this. How about your relationships? Are we exploiting our relationships or taking advantage of people? Are we manipulating uh, people? Or here, here's a better way of saying because you're not we may not admit that we are, are admitting people um, or manipulating people. In our relationships, are they solely about us? Are we seeking our own good? Is the relationship about us? Hmm. He says, you're you're exploiting people. And he says, and you're you're fasting. Here you are. You're arguing, literally having fist fights. 
Now, you, I, I'm worshiping the Lord, but yet I'm insisting on my way and I'm engaged in fist fighting with folk. Because I, I'm determined to have my way. And he says, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot fast like this as you're doing today and expect to be heard on high. He says, and he asks a question in verse five. Uh, verse 6. Sorry, He says, no, 5. Is this the kind of fast that I've chosen? That on one, only on one day the people humble themselves? Is it only for the bowing of your head um, like, like a reed or for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is it that what you call a fast? The acceptable day of the Lord? What does he say? Is it, have you come together just for this little segment of time? That now you're going to make these sacrifices for me? What he says, he said, I, I'm requiring not just a, a, a 21 day fast, not just a 14 day fast, not just a, a little time. I, I'm requiring a relationship with you. I want your lifestyle to be reflective of who I am so that we're always focused on him. Wow. And so he says, I, I, I want the, um, um, the 14, I want the fasting, the attitude of fasting, or the attitude of separating yourself, or the attitude of seeking me to be more than just this little period of time that you're fasting, a day, a 14 day, 21 day, but uh, to be a consistent, habitual practice of being with me. And so, as they were God, God began to call, call them out. Um, he says, let's see, let me get, uh, verse 6, is this the kind of fast you think I've chosen? No, and then he explains what his fast looks like. Let's look at what God's fast looks like. Let's look at why we are fasting. Here at Zion Temple, we've been dreaming big, dreaming bigger, praying bigger. And working hard because we believe that God has given us this community here and we've defined our territory. We've defined the area that God has given us to, to, um, to, to, uh, being to what, 48th, I'm, my numbers, I'm going backwards, 41st Street to the north, I'm sorry, 48th Street to the south, central to the west, and, um, Compton Boulevard, Compton Avenue to the east of us. That's our territory that we are believing God, that we're walking around and, and praying. And I was one day I was just driving through and I just saw these fences. And I, I every almost every house in this neighborhood has a fence around it now. Wasn't like that growing up. And I saw where people are trapped inside of their own homes. But I, the Lord began to show me that there are people here who have businesses. There are great people inside who simply need to hear the gospel that he wants to use Zion Temple to engage in their lives, to bring them the, to bring them into the presence of God, that they might experience the power, the liberty, the healing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he wants to use us to do it. And he's doing that by building relationships. And so so yeah, I saw, well, what, Lord, how does that all relate? And I thought about our fast. And then I came to this and the Lord says, hey, this is the fast that I've chosen. So while we are fasting these 14 days and building intimacy with our God and intimacy with each other, with our families and intimacy with each other, I want you to look at how what God says a fast is for him. In verse 6, he says, is not this the fast that I've chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? 
hello somebody, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free. What kind of things are you fasting about? In the previous thing, it was all about us, right? And God says, it's not really about you. I am calling you to seek me for the deliverance to let people go free. In fact, Jesus says, as he um, quoted Isaiah earlier when he got to the temple, he says um, that the, I've come to set at liberty them who are bound. I've come to heal those who are, bro- who are brokenhearted. I've come to set free those who are captive, which is consistent with the word of God here. So that as we're fasting, as we're praying, I challenge you. To take the attention off of you. Challenge you. Take the attention off of you. So in verse 6, 58, 6, he says, Is not this the fast that I've chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that, look at this, you break every yoke. I want to loose the bonds of wickedness. And when I, I come through the community or I see it and I look at the news and I see our community and I see the oppression of the enemy with, with um, the poverty, the, the injustice that is served here through systemic um, racism, the... Um, fact that our, our community here by, by the church is a food desert, can't really get fresh fruit and vegetables. You think, well, why is that important? Because if you can't have fresh fruit and vegetables, that affects your health. And if, if you ha- can't have fresh fruit and vegetables, that your health begins to decline and you're in a community that has um, 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 lack of, of great hospitals and access to good medical care, it begins to set a perpetual thing and decline in health, a perpetual decline in, in, in um, relationships even and how we relate to each other and the stress just begins to build and that is oppression and God says I've come to break all of that, to set that free and I've come to use you as an agent it's almost like, like when, when Jesus says hey the harvest is ripe the labors are, fr- are few pray that the Lord will send People to go out into the harvest, and then in the next next few lines, he sends he sends them to go. We want God to send people, but other people. <laughs> we want God. We want God to break yokes, but God says, "I want to use you to break the yoke." He says, "And you're to break every yoke." Is it not too? Now, now this got to be it's really personal. So we concentrate on other folk. And now he gets really personal to, um, he says, and that you break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And that you bring into your house, they out of luck. You bring into your house the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, that you cover him. And hide not yourself from your own flesh. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, who ever thought about fasting? I thought fasting was just I spend some time, I give up, I spend my time praying with, with the Lord. I, I, I give up food or a certain thing or um, some of you uh, give up internet or, or whatever it is that, that you give up. 
and that's all, you know, all about you and what we're going to get and how we want to be closer to the Lord, right? And God says, okay, that's fine, and I want to draw you closer to me, but I want to draw you closer to me, and then drawing you closer to me at the same time, I want to use you to be involved in building relationships with other folk. I want to see want you to be involved in setting um, folk who are who are, are cast down to, um, or who are, are um, oppressed to set them free. And not only that, do I want you to be involved and I want to use you to be set them free, but I want you to personally be involved to feed folk who are hungry, to take them in to your own house. Okay. I know y'all ain't driving down the street picking up nobody. I'm not saying that, that, that you should. Here in L.A., we can't say that we don't have the opportunity to engage with those who are homeless or in need of food. We see it everywhere. From the hood to Bel Air. Everywhere. And God says, I want to use you this time of fasting to set people free but you are to be engaged in giving from your own personal resources ah, into the lives of other people wow that ain't the kind of fast we want is it This is what God is saying. And to Zion, I want to encourage us to do just that. As we're engaged in the community, engaged in making a difference. um, That we're sharing what we have with the hungry. That we're finding a way to house those who are poor and those who are cast out. And even clothing those who don't have any any clothes. I saw a, a man the other day. Um, and it, was, it was such a touching scene. It was, it was young, young black guy. Wasn't dirty. Um, but it was raining a few, few couple of weeks ago. And I was working, but he was on, at a bus stop. And all he had on were socks and a pair of drawers. And it was cold. Well, for us, cold. For those of you on the East Coast, y'all, yeah, 60 degrees, y'all were, woo-wee, it was a great day. <laughs> but for us, 50, 60, it was cold. Um, and he was there. And I was out of light. Oh, man, I was praying for him. But as I was praying, another guy walked up, took off a jacket, and gave it to him. Now, let me ask you something. Who do you think this man appreciates more? Me at a light, praying, or the man who took off his jacket and gave it to him? The man who took off his jacket and gave it to him. And me, I think, well, he still need pants. Right? I, I, I'm still seeing this lack of, and instead of seeing um, and seeing the tender moment, the exchange with, with the guy, the other guy, and he gave him a jacket and a mask. That's fasting. It includes being actively 
engaged in displaying the character, care, and compassion of our God. So much so that Jesus told told him in the New Testament, when you fast, you you ain't got to look like trash. Don't, 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 you know, look like you're making this great sacrifice. Brush your teeth, wash your face, comb your hair. You ain't got to tell everybody. Spend time with me and watch what happens. And so he says, so it's really not about you. But then it is about you. He said, oh, how is it about me? I thought you said it's not about me. Okay, so we have these issues. We come before the Lord. We're fasting. We're being involved. We're engaged into the community. Check out verse 8. Then something begins to happen as we spend time with God. We're engaged in the community. We're engaged in delivering the word of God. He says, and then shall your light break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and I will say, here I am. Watch this, watch this. He says, as you spend the time with me, you're involved in the lives of others. He says, and then what will happen? Your, your, he says, your, 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 um, Light, then your light shall break forth like the morning. The things that you're struggling with, God says, hey, I'm using you to pour into the lives of others. But as you pour into the lives of others, I got you. I will do what you need to be done. I will set you free. I will take your darkness, put it into light. And when you call me, I will answer. Why? Because you're spending time with me. I'm going to make me evidence in your life by watching you do without by having you involved into the lives of other folk. Our thing, we do it backwards. We want to concentrate on us so that we can be a blessing to other people. God says, I want you to focus on me, display my character to other people, and then I will take care of you. And so while I'm concentrating on other folk, you will see me break forth and bring things to light for you and when you call me I will answer not only that I, I love this he says I will take the yoke from in the your midst so it's not about you but it is but it benefits you so it's not about you but it is about you my great grandma said we put the cart before the horse by focusing on us God says, spend, spend the time with me. So in this 14 days of fasting and, and praying, I want to encourage you to make it not so much about you. But Lord, how, how can you use me to make a difference? As a body, as Zion, Lord, use us. Use us. To help break the, the chains of wickedness, to set free those who are who are, are in depression to those who are heavy heavy burden Lord that you would help us to be able to find solutions to lift those burdens that we might present you as the solution I love this and I'm going to leave the rest of the chapter for you to read but I want to just point out something he says um, verse 10 says I will then extend your soul to if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted so your light shall dawn in the darkness. Hello, somebody. We want to make a difference in the community? God says, be involved in the community, and then your light will, your, your light will be the dawn in the darkness. You will be, God, they will look to you and see what you're doing, and you will bring 
light into their very darkness. And I love this verse 11. You know, so I says, hey, you, you concentrate and spend the time with me. God says, I got you. Says the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. God says, I got you. I will guide you continually. I'll satisfy your soul when there's absolutely nothing else to satisfy in the middle of a drought. Hallelujah. What do you mean? God says, you know, you, you in the drought. You're in, you're facing the things without. There is a lack, but guess what? I will satisfy the inner man inside of you. I will give you purpose in the middle of a purposeless situation. I will give you hope in the middle of hopelessness. I will satisfy your soul in the middle of a drought. I will make you like living water in the desert. Hello, somebody. But you got to make it not about you. See, that's just the result of making it not about you. It is about you when it's not about you. But when it is about you, it ain't about you. That's a whole lot, huh? And then what happens, I'm kind of skipping through this. I I love this. Zion, let's look at verse 12, and I'm getting right close. As we spend the time with the Lord, say, well, we're just feeding people. We're just there. We're just building relationships. It doesn't seem to be doing anything. Okay. The Lord says that he will guide us. He will, he will satisfy us. He will fill us continually, or satisfy our soul in the drought. And then verse 12 says, those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the breach. Watch this again. He says, "Um, those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall rise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets to dwell therein. And so right now when the community is filled with division and hopelessness and fences everywhere, Zion, if we continue to concentrate on God, if we continue to trust him, if we continue to to display his character to the world, things will begin to change. Oh, it's bad, but guess what? We will become known as the people who gave hope. We become the to be known as the repairer of the breach. What does that mean? That in the torn down community and homes that were broken, that as we say the word of God, we give them hope by giving them the person of Jesus Christ, that we bring hope to folk, that we become the repairer of the breach. Oh, it's a toe up community now, but that does not mean we leave the community to go outside of the community, but we have our own resources. Hello, somebody, as we trust God and God is calling us to build here so that when people pass by the church or they go out, this is those people right there. They introduced me to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Where I was broken, they restored my family by teaching me. I am, I am 
me personally. I am the beneficiary of a teacher who spent time with me and took me and allowed me to use their address to go to another school outside of my community. I would have gone to a whole nother way. But then what did they do? They changed the trajectory of me and my family today. And so how do we do that? We do the same things. We become a repairer of the breach. Hello, somebody that we become the folk who, 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 who give hope, who tell people that you can make it, that God is for you. We have, we, 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 um, oh gosh, I'm, I'm missing the word. Ah, ah. We, we upset because other folk are coming into our community and we call that gentrification. Well, guess what? God says, I want you to be able to gentrify your own self, that you take what is existing, that you take what is there. That you build it up and you allow me to pour into it and allow me to restore and to take the same. You ain't got to leave. Just come on, let me change your life. And we begin that by spending time alone with God, concentrating on him and being involved into the lives of others. So the fast, it ain't about you. But it is about you. You're the beneficiary of not being self-centered. God says, trust me. I, in fact, one of the verses says he will become your rear guard. He protects you. He got, God says, I got your back. But I know this is a little, little different and probably not the idea of the fast that you have. But for the next 14 days, I want to invite you. To spend the time alone with God. Not only spending time alone with God, but find ways to be involved in making a difference in the community. Spend time making the difference and pouring into the lives of others who may be struggling. But pastor, I'm struggling. I got it. I'm not saying you're not struggling. When he talks about about satisfying your soul, it says in the middle of a drought. God recognize it is a drought. You're doing without. But can you push past that and be a blessing to somebody else? You ever go to visit? Uh, I, I know ministers, deacons, and you you go to visit folk. Well, we don't go visit folk in the hospital anymore, not right now. But you, you've ever gone to spend time with somebody who may have been sick or down? And you end up leaving feeling better than you went in when you thought you were going in to encourage them. They encourage you. That's what God is saying. Take these 14 days. Spend time with me that you can grow intimate with me. That you can be open with me and I'll be open with you. And I will mend the areas that are broken in your life as you pour into the lives of other folk. To those who say, well, I don't have a skill set. I don't know. You don't have to because it's not about you. God's going to supply what you need, when you need it, for whom you need it. It's not about you, but it is about you. So I I, want to know who wants to begin this journey with us of, of asking God, refocus me, but I might focus on you and not me. We focus, me, God, that I might focus on you and not me during this 14-day journey. If that's you, just um, put in the, in the chat, refocus. If you're here in the house before I pray, 
if you would take that, that journey with me. Now, that's me. Lord, help me not ref- to refocus me on you and not about me during these 14 days. That's me. If you're here in the house, just, just raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Amen. Amen. Focus me. And if you would like to be a part of our um, 14-day journey, there is a 14-day devotional as well as a guide to fasting that we can send out to you. You can just put it in the um, chat. No, no. Email. Email the word fast to ztccpower at gmail.com. That's ztccpower at gmail.com. And our fast starts tomorrow, so we'll be responding, getting you the information of the journal and the uh, fasting guide today. Let's pray. God, we thank you for for who you are. We thank you for the fast that you have chosen, that you've allowed us to (laughs) dream bigger because you're a great big God, to pray bigger and to work hard. As we spend these 14 days going closer to you, God, give us that we won't be self-centered but other-centered to make a difference, to watch you use us to see chains broken, hearts mended, families restored, needs provided for. We thank you for the honor. And God, we'll leave what you do in our lives to you, that you will supply our every need as we focus on extending your care, compassion, concern to the world. And God, for that, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And may the church say, Amen, 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 Amen. Thank you so much for coming to worship with us this morning. Continue to pray for us. Um, We are live and it is a week by week um, decision. And we, like you, have been affected by the um, Omicron variant. So um, for those of you who are listening, you've heard it in our sound today. It was crazy, but uh, because we've been affected. So um, we've had people out. But you know what? God provides. Amen. Our, our desire and our responsibility is to use what we have when we have it to glorify God to the best of our ability. And we let him do the rest. So, blessings to you. Join us on the 14-day fast, on this journey um, of intimacy with God, with our families, with each other. You can reach, see us on Mondays, this Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, break time with Pastor V on Facebook. We will be hopefully interviewing um, some of the authors of the devotionals that that you you'll see so you get an inside scoop on where their hearts are and what god is doing amen amen lord in the name of your son jesus we ask that you would bless your people we thank you for the opportunity to make a difference and we'll be so careful to give you the glory to give you the honor and we thank you in jesus name amen 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 you don't have to turn your system off yet you can enjoy our, our band as they skillfully play. And don't forget to partner with us in giving by texting the word power to 73256 Zell to the email address of ztccla at gmail.com 
or you can mail it in to 1315 East Vernon Avenue, the City of Los Angeles, 90011. Have a blessed week, y'all. See you tomorrow, 1 p.m., Facebook. Break time with Pastor Lee.